Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> Video games can give players an experience that they simply can't get anywhere else. But there's also those that would say that where writing and characterization are concerned, games generally still trail other forms of entertainment media by quite a distance. This is often due to one simple fact. Many games are designed around gameplay first. The problem is this often means the story, molded around the existing gameplay systems, might see the hero doing something that seemingly defies logic. And though video games are more diverse and creative now than they've ever been, and not every game forces players to become an all-out murder machine, the vast majority of games, especially those in the AAA sphere, routinely force their protagonists down the stupid path for the gamer's benefit. As fun as the gameplay might be, you may find yourself practically screaming at your console or PC that your beloved hero is falling for the most obvious trick in the book, or doing the very thing you yourself never would in real life. This is Jess McDonald for What Culture. Here are 10 incredibly dumb things video game heroes need to stop doing. There may be spoilers ahead, so beware. Number 10. Failing to question anything. Perhaps the most basic, all-encompassing element of video games is that they set players a series of tasks which they must duly complete in order to reach the end. And while, for the most part, that's the only way to finish a game, it sure would be nice to see protagonists employing a little more critical thought considering some of the more eyebrow-raising instructions they tend to be given. Take Shadow of the Colossus, whose protagonist Wanda agrees to slaughter 16 innocent colossi without much discussion at all, or at least none that we saw, all for the sake of reviving his love Mono. Shockingly enough, it turns out that he also awakened an ancient evil force in the process. Doing what the game tells you is such an endemic part of game design, but a few titles have managed to play with this expectation in clever ways. Spec Ops The Line paralleled video game objectives with just following orders in the army to a stirring effect. While Bioshock similarly mocked players' tendency to comply blindly with anything an AI companion asked of them. Games generally aren't nuanced enough for players to nope out of a questionable scenario while still reaching the end of the experience. But from a pure storytelling perspective, our protagonists really should think a little harder before just doing what they're told. Number 9. Needlessly killing hundreds of people The overwhelming majority of video games see the player killing their fair share of enemies, 
And while that's generally accepted as a given, it can sometimes be jarring or even draining if that bloodthirstiness doesn't align with how the story or characters are presented. This is where we come to the divisive issue of ludonarrative dissonance, which was coined while discussing the Uncharted franchise. In the series, the charming Indiana Jones-esque adventurer Nathan Drake slaughters hundreds if not thousands of anonymous mooks without a care in the world. Maybe, just maybe, if your pursuit of riches means you need to rack up a genocidal body count, it might be worth reconsidering your station in life. As much as some players defend the chasm between story and gameplay in games such as Uncharted, there's no way Nathan Drake doesn't come out of the series looking like a total psychopath. This is similarly true of Tomb Raider's Lara Croft. For though she's presented as more vulnerable and defensive in 2013's reboot, in the subsequent sequels she's basically a relentless killing machine, not unlike Drake. There's defending yourself and then there's intentionally hurling yourself into scenarios that force you to kill entire armies of human beings. Also, you can acquire a couple of shiny artifacts. Hmm. If you ever get to a place in life where you're comfortable killing hundreds of people for the sake of adventure, you'll probably be on professional help. Number 8. Trusting that totally shady, suspicious dude. There are few video game tropes more irritating than that character who makes only the most minimal effort to disguise their villainy, a fact the protagonists themselves seem completely oblivious to. It was me all along is one of the moldiest and most played out twists in all of fiction. And given how few games are written or acted out with the finesse of a great movie, TV show or book, it's fair to say that our heroes often end up looking incredibly silly for not noticing the obvious. Even in the first Resident Evil, did Albert Wesker, the guy who randomly wanders off and always wears sunglasses even inside, not seem completely and utterly suspicious? What about Kevin Spacey's totally not sinister CEO Jonathan in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, or Dr. Otto Octavius in Insomniac Spider-Man. These characters threw up so many red flags, and yet the hero ends up being the last one to get the memo. Again, this is more of a writing issue than anything, but it nevertheless makes our heroes look like damn fools. Number 7. Recklessly Disrupting Other Civilizations Adventure games regularly send players to far-flung areas of the world to explore, climb platforms, fight monsters, and occasionally destroy the local environment. Western video games have been curiously uncritical of this practice for the most part, paying little attention to the fact that folks like Lara Croft and Nathan Drake are pilfering from ancient civilizations, who more often than not just want to be left alone. Shadow of the Tomb Raider made something of an effort to engage with this, depicting Lara as responsible for kickstarting a calamity which caused considerable death, though ultimately let her off the hook by game's end. Much like the indiscriminate murder of random NPCs, if your life's work consists of screwing up the entire way of life of another group of people, stealing their prized artifacts and shooting up the scenery, then maybe it's time for a rethink. As incredibly fun as these games tend to be, after a point you have to stop and consider the wider implications of their totally not harmless swashbuckling behavior. Number 6. Non-lethal takedowns that totally cripple people as violent as so many video games are, developers often introduce a non-lethal path for players who would prefer to put most enemies to sleep, either by knocking them unconscious or perhaps tranquilizing them with a dart. It's common in superhero games like the Batman Arkham series or newer Spider-Man titles for the games to heavily imply that you're not killing these people you're braining in the face with a gauntlet or swinging around at lightning speed. 
you're just horribly maiming them. As much as you can't expect superheroes in particular to just stand there and take a barrage of bullets or always be stealthy, they're also held to a higher standard due to their abilities. They're generally a lot more capable than some scrappy survival horror protagonist desperately trying to survive. There's little denying that many of the incapacitated random goons in aforementioned games would likely suffer serious life-changing injuries, such as permanent loss of limb function, brain damage, and possibly persistent headaches requiring the use of medication. The point is that if these games want to boast the moral superiority of their characters, having them cripple people and otherwise ruin their lives isn't that much better. But then we wouldn't have much of a game otherwise, would we? Number 5. Coming back for one last job. Another hero cliche that's widespread throughout movies and video games in particular is the veteran gunslinger who gets lured out of retirement or inactivity for one last job. It's a tale as old as time and an entertaining one admittedly, albeit one that so often makes the heroes look like naive idiots. The ultimate culprit is probably Grand Theft Auto V's Michael, who despite living a cushy life in witness protection just can't resist being lured back into the life to pay off a debt. Our old friend Nathan Drake is another fine example, risking life and limb in Uncharted 4 despite being comfortably retired, to save his doofus, believed dead brother Sam from the chopping block. You know what's worse than one dead brother? Two! Both John Marston and Arthur Morgan in the Red Dead Redemption games are on the fringes of the outlaw life when they're dragged back in, and the results are ultimately disastrous. Knowing when to quit and really meaning it is an undervalued virtue in society, as these over-ego heroes have made painfully clear. Number 4. Agreeing to escort helpless people alone Escort missions are some of the most widely loathed mission types in video games, generally saddling players with a frustratingly incompetent, pathetically weak character to guide around a locale filled with enemies and possibly even hidden traps. It's never a good look, especially given that most of these sections need to be completed by the hero solo. Metal Gear Solid 2's Raiden has to get poor Emma Emmerich to safety on his lonesome, while Resident Evil 4's Leon is saddled with the frustratingly lame Ashley Graham for most of the game. While some might argue that a true hero adapts to their situation and handles it accordingly, a high-value target like Ashley, that is the president's daughter, clearly needs more than one pair of hands, and there's certainly no shame in asking for some extra help. And gamers everywhere would thank developers for it, because babysitting useless escort characters sucks. Number 3. Mid-Combat Banter One of the silliest things that so many video game characters do is spend half the battle dropping witty and funny quips, apparently for the player's benefit. In the world of the game though, this rarely makes sense. Why would anyone waste precious breath and energy cracking wise during an extremely physical fight, and one which could very well end with the hero's death? This trope is everywhere, Insomniac, Spider-Man, Final Fantasy, Mass Effect, and Xenoblade Chronicles to name just a few. Even if you accept that the heroes are somehow able to catch a breath and spit out a quippy one-liner, do they really think anyone can actually hear it in the heat of battle? Better to let your fists do the talking until the battle is won, no? Number 2. Pursuing revenge, no matter the personal cost Revenge is the motivation for a huge number of video games that seem to confirm the depressing reality that we humans are nothing more than animals driven by our basest desires. The Last of Us Part 2's depiction of revenge, hate, and the violence that spills from it was widely debated by fans and critics, 
some appreciating it as a self-reflexive meditation on the utter empty futility of bloodthirsty vengeance, while others couldn't stop screaming at Ellie and Abby to just stop. The game, in its brilliance, is perhaps the medium's greatest example of characters doing something that infuriates players to make a wider thematic point. The ending isn't supposed to be satisfying as much as it is true to the characters. Did Abby feel any better when she beat a defenseless Joel to death with a golf club? What was Ellie reduced to by the time she was forcing an amazing Abby into a fight to the death at the game's end. But The Last of Us Part 2 is just one example. Take the original God of War trilogy, which basically shows Kratos caught in a looping spiral of revenge and death. Or Max Payne, which sees Max fail to fill the void in his life by littering the streets with literally thousands of corpses. Revenge is a great excuse for a video game to give players the power fantasy of going full scorched earth on a fleet of adversaries. But how often is it really the right or smart thing for a character to do? Number one, wearing ridiculously impractical clothing. And finally, we're taking practically every JRPG ever made to task here, given how many of them dress their characters, especially the ladies, in clothing that makes no tactical or practical sense whatsoever. Final Fantasy is the chief offender with its array of improbably clothed heroines. Most famously, Final Fantasy X's Lulu, whose costume is basically a series of belts which somehow clings to her body, possibly by way of her large bust. Elsewhere, there's fighting series Soul Calibur, which pushes fan service to self-parody levels with characters like Sophia, Taki, and especially Ivy, who bears so much skin it surely must be a massive combat disadvantage, leaving her wide open to easy wounding. You can argue that a lot of people love the fan service, and it's supposed to make sense within the context of these worlds. But in 2020, it's tough not to view such character designs with something of a side eye. Characters can still be sexy without abandoning basic combat logic after all. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.